0: Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. Hey, I am so excited to welcome back Kimberly Jones. You may remember her from the episode we did on presence evangelism. And today she's here to talk to us about the kingdom emotion of joy. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi. Thanks, Patty. I'm really glad to be here again. That's wonderful. Tell us quickly the story of how God shifted your ministry focus to joy.
1: Yeah, I think it started a few years ago where I was sinking into a depressive state. And um, it was like this black hole, it was like this thing that was like pulling me in and I couldn't get out and I couldn't see a way out. Mm. So at the time, I was actually working on a book. I was writing a book about faith. But I have probably like you, I have all these other things that I want to do. And I have a list of other books I want to write. And one of those books was on joy. And I just was talking to God and I said, God, the book on joy that I want to write, I need that book now. And my plan for the book was not just to be about, you know, writing about joy, but also is to be like prayer exercises and spiritual exercises, implementation activities. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need that book right now. And I felt God released me to put to the side the faith book to work on the joy book. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things, which I'm still working on, but one of the first things that I did was I looked up all of these scriptures about joy, all of, and and anything that kind of related to the idea of joy. And I started writing scripture-based prayers. Mm -hmm. So in the process of writing those prayers, praying those prayers, meditating on those scriptures, God used that to snap me out. So where I was like in this state, going into this really this state of depression, do some deep disappointments and some feelings of powerlessness, he snapped me right out. And then when over the past couple of years, when the enemy would try to bring me back into that state, because he tried, especially in the first year after that, a few times. I would just read over those prayers, those scripture-based prayers that God and I had worked on, and I would come right back out. And so I saw, I saw a lot of things. I saw the power of praying scripture again, which I'd seen before, but it was just a, another testimony for me of the power of praying scripture. And I saw that even though my circumstance hadn't changed, like mm-hmm. the things that I was disappointed about were still disappointments. You know, the things that I felt powerless about were still things that I had not shifted in my life. So that feeling of joy that I was feeling, that feeling of rest, that coming out of that place of depression wasn't based on circumstances changed. It was external circumstances changing. It was only based on the power of God moving through those scriptures and releasing his kingdom into my heart in a powerful way. So as a result of that, I really started digging in and also I was writing that book. So I was digging into this topic of joy, digging into scriptures relating to joy. I did a few inner healing events, a couple of joyful um, retreats where we would implement prayers and different activities. And then God started to put on my heart this idea of doing a coaching program to help other people engage in prayers and exercises and implementation and coaching relating to this joy because I began to see how... Um, fundamental it is, you know, a lot of it's, it's like this, when you're able to live in joy, it becomes this undercurrent for the rest of your life. How you deal with finances is affected by your joy. How you deal with relationships is affected by your joy. How you deal with productivity is affected by your joy. I did this really funny video. What was funny to me, I don't I don't know if other people found it funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny where I talked about chicken and the egg situation. A lot of times people are look, looking for things to make them happy. Like if I get the right job, I'll be happy. If I get the right relationship, I'll be happy. And it's a chicken and egg, like what comes? first, actually the joy can affect all of the things that you want in your life. You know, like the resonance of joy in your heart can affect your perspective, can affect your decisions, can affect your motivation, can affect your everything. Sometimes we get things wrong. We think if we get the thing, then we'll have joy. But if we have joy, it'll give us the energy to do the work, to get the thing. That makes sense. (laughs)
0: Uh, And you know what you've already made one of the major points, and that is happiness is different than joy yeah and that joy is actually a kingdom emotion. It is an internally from God sourced power, isn't it? Yeah and yeah. All kingdom all kingdom emotions are. so happiness is circumstantially motivated, but yeah. joy, is not. So, can you speak a little bit more about the kingdom emotion of
1: joy? If it's not happiness, well, what is it? You know, that was kind of one of the questions I had. And so, my perspective is when I look at joy, I look at it as, as a heart position that embraces four other heart positions. So, it's like four dimensions to joy. That's how I kind of phrase it, that's how I frame it, that's how I um, teach on it. And so, those four dimensions are hope. And rest, confidence, and strength. So it's like this idea of having hope for tomorrow, having rest in your soul, having confidence, and having emotional strength. And those things, when you're able to f- operate in those things, and it's, it's an increasing journey, but when you're able to operate in those things, then you're able to walk in a, from a place of joy from a place of full joy and it it is increasing, but it's different from happiness because happiness is circumstantial. It doesn't mean that having delight or having positive experiences is bad, but if you're looking to those things to give you joy and you're not working on the deeper heart work, then you're going to constantly be disappointed because the deeper heart work is where, where God wants to work and where God is able to really produce the full fruit of joy. That we're looking
0: for. Right. And now joy is a part of the character of God. Yeah. But the fruit of the spirit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: love, joy,
1: yeah.
0: peace, patience. Yeah. yeah. Those, all those things, right? Okay. Yeah. So when the Lord had revealed to me that, you know, uh, God is love and love is expressed in the rest mm-hmm. of those words and joy, is uh-huh. number one expression of love is the most important because it follows the order is important because they didn't have any other way to emphasize. The order is very important. And you talked about hope. Hope is also something you cannot get apart from God. Uh-huh. The rest part is resting in Him and not in the world.
1: Uh-huh
0: more about the last two because i grabbed the note on confidence but i think i missed the last one because all of them are supposed to be joy right so
1: yeah so confidence is relating to really knowing who you are
0: knowing your identity you're
1: okay Kingdom identity, you know, so and it incorporates courage and incorporates self-value. But when you're, when you feel loved and lovable, then you're able to love. So there's, there is that connection with, with love, but it's also like you're, you're able to love yourself because you feel the love of God, because you know that you're a daughter or son of God, because you know that you're a royal heir, Um, you're accepted and beloved, all the things, you know, all the things that you're forgiven Mm -hmm. And so you're able to operate from a place of confidence as opposed to shame or insecurity or self-hatred or jealousy.
0: Right. It is really about understanding who Jesus died for you to become Mm -hmm. and understanding the promises connected to that Christ identity. Yeah. So that's really awesome. And what was the fourth one?
1: So it's so the fourth one is strength. Like that's like emotional resilience, okay. you know, because, you know, when your strength is low and you stub your toe, it knocks you out for the rest of the day. But when your strength is high, same experience, but you're able to work through it more quickly. You're able to process the pain of that event more quickly. And stubbing your toe may not be the best example, but let's say you lose your job. Let's let's do with something that actually can shake someone really hard. Someone who has been who's got the strength of the Lord in them, it's going to be painful. It's going to be sad. There's going to be grieving, but they're going to have more of a strength in their heart, kind of like the scripture where the um, wise man builds his house on this word, on the rock, as opposed to the shaking sand. The event is not going to be as catastrophic emotionally as someone who's not got that strength built up in their heart, who's dealing with overwhelm or fragility or um, heaviness, it's going to have a different effect on them. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it does make sense. And in fact, I think this is the place for me to share some of the stuff that Jesus showed me about. Uh, Because it connects with this last piece that you mentioned about strength, the Lord revealed to me that childlike faith is the high spigot of the anointing. Um, and what that means is that when you are in your childlike self, yeah. you naturally believe God, you naturally play with God, and yeah. naturally trust God. Because when you're a little child, what do you yeah. You're scared. You simply cling on to that person you trust and love the most, right? Yeah. Just cling. Yeah. you cling. <laughs> and that's what that does. And the Lord has given me many, many very, very cool teachings on this, where we just play and and playing, you talk about strength. Uh-huh. The Lord talks about how you have sort of an emotional bank account and a spiritual uh-huh. bank account and, and the stresses of the world pull from that bank account. But time uh-huh. spent with Jesus as a child, uh-huh. up your emotional and spiritual bank account. Like the high spigot of the anointing, he described it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little moments with him will absolutely refill you so that you have something to give and release. And so it's super important to play with him. And he shared Psalm 1611 says, In God's presence is fullness mm-hmm. of joy. Mm-hmm. Being with him. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. what you receive, all that you need to be refilled. So yeah, yeah so that's what he showed me. And I mean, he, he and I have had some really super cool experiences where we just, he's silly, he's fun. And <laughs> we've had magic carpet ride experiences that are extremely profound and I'm taking in everything I'm supposed to learn about it. And then he just flips the carpet upside down. And <laughs> okay, he's fun, he's silly. And yeah. those times with him refill like mm-hmm. nothing. Uh-huh. I, I totally encourage people to do the the childlike go, joy. What are some joy robbers? What are some specific spiritual things that are going on that people may not realize are robbing them of their joy?
1: Um, yeah. So, so it's kind of the inverse of what you would do to build joy. Like building joy, you want to embrace kingdom practices, like obedience to scripture prayer, building up kingdom beliefs, like building your transformed mind, having those kingdom encounters that you were mentioning, like time in God's presence, playing with him as a child, detoxifying your life. So kingdom life design, what's going to steal your joy is the opposite, like living a life of sin. And it's kind of a lot of times it's, it can seem counterproductive because often people engage in sin because they're trying to find joy. You know, they're trying to comfort something in their heart. So they're doing this thing because they want to get to that place of joy and it's counterproductive because it's actually robbing them of joy.
0: Right. It's like filling the God shaped hole with the wrong stuff.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So like engaging in sin or not working on your beliefs. So so you're still dealing with doubt. You're still dealing with fear. And you know, it's it's an ongoing journey. Like we're always growing and growing and growing from faith to faith, glory to glory. So it's some days are better than others. But if you're not working at all on your beliefs, if you're still at, you know, where you same same place you were three years ago, then it's gonna have an effect on you. it's not engaging. engaging in kingdom encounters, not making place for time with the Lord, those are going to steal Mm -hmm. your joy. And so you're going to find the opposite of hope, rest, confidence, and strength in your life. You're going to see more doubt, more despair, more defeatedness. You're going to see more fear, more worry, more anxiety. You're going to see more shame, more insecurity, more Mm self-hatred, and more heaviness, more overwhelm, more emotional weariness. And
0: all of those are the opposite of the truth of what Jesus died for you to have.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. I mean, he died for us to have, you know, he said it is for freedom that I came to set you free. Yeah, and you know, as the we just mentioned in the verse above, in God's presence is fullness of joy. So whenever you're trying to handle your life apart from God, mm-hmm. you're missing some blessings, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, God, God is um, <laughs> he's very intentional when he tells you this is gonna, you know, this is what you should do. There's a reason for it. If we're not surrendering to him the effect and it's not a punishment effect it's just god told us that because he knows how he knows how things work you know he knows the design of the universe he knows the way that we work he designed us Right. So he's always going to tell us what's for our good and what's going to bring us to prosperous and not harm us. His plans are always going to prosper, and not harm us. And his plan is laid out in the scripture.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And amen. Okay. I also wanted to share a little bit about an encounter that I had with Jesus, and I will probably share this encounter as our encounter at the end of this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, the story behind this one was a couple of days before Christmas and I was doing a, a meeting at church and people came in and they were like, I don't have any joy for the season this year. There's so much commercialization. And you know, and Jesus says, Hey, if you're fixing your eyes on mm-hmm. negative things, you mm-hmm. will, will grow on you. The negativity growing mm-hmm. grow on you. So he asked us to ask him the question, show me what joy is. Mm-hmm. He had a different experience, but I'm gonna share what mine was. So I meet Jesus in my special place as a little girl, as ever, as always, (laughs) he and I go to the banks of the river of living water. And the way I see that is always very colorful and each color is the characteristics of God's, you know, it's the love and the peace and the joy and the, you know all swirling colors in the in the mm-hmm. anyway so this dolphin shows up and jesus and i climb on the back of the dolphin we go just under the surface of the water now in the, the river of living water you can breathe underwater i learned this the first time he had me dive into it mm-hmm. and uh and so we're underwater and this school of fish swirl around us and make us laugh <laughs> and the lord says this is happiness uh-huh. And then we go a little deeper, and there's just so many beautiful fish and coral and colors. And it's just extremely incredible, you know, otherworldly beautiful. And he uh-huh. said, This is the beauty of joy. And then we went to the place where we couldn't see anything anymore, but I just felt awash with God's peace and his love. Uh-huh.
1: And he says,
0: This is the peace and love of joy. Mm-hmm. and then we go way way deeper I still can't see anything but i hear Jesus laughing uncontrollably and when somebody starts to laugh uncontrollably what happens can
1: laugh too you laugh too
0: we join in don't we yeah. And uh and so we're laughing and I'm and I'm wondering what he's laughing about. And he tells me that laughter, he reminds me that Proverbs 1722 says, A joyful heart is good listen. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Spirit dries up the bones.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Psalm 126, 2, our mouths are full of laughter and our tongues shouts of joy. And he tells me that the holy laughter is healing.
1: It is.
0: Yeah. And so at the very, very depths of joy, there's power to heal. Yeah. There's power to heal. Yeah. We've already said that in the presence of God, and it's an internal thing, joy is internal. It's not externally motivated. Mm -hmm. How can we counteract these joy robbers and get back on track and reconnect with God's joy? In sort of a practical way.
1: Yeah. So for me, one of the fundamental things is to have those kingdom encounters. You yeah. know, those times with the Lord, times in His presence. I love that idea of coming to him as a child and, and, you know, friendship encounters with him, walking with him, hanging out with him. There's also other miracles that can happen in the glory realm. Like if you're in the, in like a deep place of worship and like his presence, his tangible presence is there. Healing happens there. Kingdom encounters, but also kingdom beliefs, meditating on scripture, declaring scripture, allowing Him to transform your mind because our spirits are already joyful. Our spirits are already new. Our spirits are already like Jesus, but it's our souls that need to be being renewed. It's our souls that is the workplace right now, the ground that needs to be claimed for um, for the fullness of what Jesus died for us to receive, the fullness of the life and life abundantly. And part of that work is where our minds are conformed to the mind of Christ through meditating on his word, through meditating on his truth, through meditating on what he reveals, even in those kingdom encounters that line up with his word. So our soul can catch up with what our spirit is already believing, with what is true. Right. And, and when
0: you speak those scriptures out loud, our voice activates that word in our our lives and your soul begins to agree and your body begins to align with that at the cellular level which is extremely cool
1: another thing is kingdom practices such as obeying his scripture you Mm -hmm. know if you think about some of the scriptures don't let the sun go down in your anger don't right. I mean, let the sun go down, and, yeah, in your anger. So quick forgiveness, that's that's going to release. And like, if you're not in, if you're in unforgiveness and bitterness, you're not in a place of rest.
0: And, you know, just for the quick little bunny trail on forgiveness, yeah, people need to know. But forgiveness is for you, yeah. not for them. Yeah. Because what happens is that unforgiveness creates a negative sin energy that continues to go back and forth and grows every mm-hmm. day that it's not addressed. And so people don't need to deserve forgiveness for you to forgive them. Yeah. And it's really you that's released when you do. Yeah, And only the Lord
1: can give you the ability. I mean, the power to do that is from him. Yeah. It's for you. It's for you to come into a place of peace and rest. And when you're forgiving someone, you're not saying that you're okay with what they did.
0: Exactly. And you're
1: not saying that what they did was okay. That's not what's happening. Yeah. That's really right. good. Right. You know, thinking on positive things, whatsoever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, um etc think on these things. There's a reason for that. So his scripture is not just meant to be heard, but it's meant to be done, but from the right perspective, you know, not from a place of I need to obey so that he loves me, mm-hmm. or I need to obey so that I'm a good Christian and, I'm ex- and he will like mm-hmm. me, because you already right. accepting the beloved and you already loved with a love everlasting. But it's obeying from a place of this is wise, from a place of i'm grateful for what he's done amen um, you yeah. know in place of partnering with his truth so there's all kinds of scriptures that if we obey them as we obey them they help us to live more in a place of hope and rest and strength and confidence you know
0: no, and what you said the heart posture is key even in the high spigot of the anointing i mean the- mm-hmm is absolutely key. You never need to do anything out of a sense of obligation for God, but it really does flow out of a heart of gratitude for God yeah, yeah. and a heart of understanding who he is in in the love sense for yeah. you that you don't have to prove yourself or anything. But it's so true that getting yourself to the right mindset about so important writing the scripture on your heart oh. is one absolute key strategy for that. So tell us a little bit about your joy ministry group and what happens there, what people can expect there.
1: I really felt God putting on my heart to start this. um, Right now I call it a supernatural joy mentoring program. I might change how I describe it, but that's what I'm calling it right now. Mm -hmm. And the basis of it is, is again, that being doers of the word, not just here. So it's implementation because I find a lot of Christians that I observe and see and perceive, they either don't know what to do or if they know what to do, they don't have a system for implementing. There's no systematic intentionality. So, um, so people know to meditate on scripture, but they don't really have any groups that are encouraging them to do that. And they're not making
0: it a holy habit in their life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's no like gentle accountability around that, where you're doing it together, where you're asking each other, well, what did you learn over the past two weeks while you were doing that? So this Mentoring program is, for me, a way to help other believers to put into action the mindset work, to to have a space for inner healing work, to have a space for time with Jesus uh, and doing that worship and to encourage each other as a community to give that gentle, loving accountability where it's just like, you know, what did you learn from God or how is God meeting you in that? Also doing some training on like some coping skills and, um, you know, letting his super come onto our natural and a little stress relief too, because sometimes people come in and, and their bodies are tense and their souls are tense. And if you just take a moment and you're just able to just like rest, then you're better, your soul is at rest, your body's at rest. You're better able to connect, tune your spirit to what God is doing. Insane. Yeah. And man. so in the program, like we have live sessions, we have two core sessions a month, and then from time to time we have other additional events, retreats, community events, guest speakers. We also do these joy work worksheets. So I call them joy work, not homework. And it's just, again, like whatever we talked about in the live session, implementing over the next, until the next meeting, that mindset work or that scripture meditation or whatever it is that God puts on my heart to be the joy work. And it's always, you know, very simple exercises. It's not, not too in depth. And then there's a resource library. Yeah. And it's just basically to help people to grow because it's a journey, you know, it's a journey, it's a process. But to have a, a system in place, a group that you're doing it, you're walking it together. You're, you know, reminding each other, being reminded because you're meeting twice a month. And then there's the joy work as well. Yeah. So it's been really fun. It's been so amazing. I'm enjoying it like crazy. And I'm so excited for what God is already doing in their hearts, in my heart, and what's to come. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. So how can people... Uh, learn about that and connect with you.
1: The website for that program can be found under revivalistacademy.thinkific.com. So I'll I'll do that again slowly. Revivalist, like revival with an I-S-T at the end. um, revivalistacademy.thinkific.com. They can also reach out to me through my Gmail which is revivalistacademy at gmail.com.
0: Okay, and I will put those links below this episode on the pattyej.podbean.com site. Awesome. Anything else that you want to share with us before we close out and we will do an encounter after we close out.
1: I just want to encourage everyone who's listening that joy is possible. It is absolutely possible. So I know sometimes people are in a place where they've lost the word hope from their vocabulary. I understand that, but joy is possible. The scriptures are true Mm -hmm. and God is real Mm -hmm. and he will meet you. He will show up.
0: Right. Amen to that. Thank you so much, Kimberly. It's always a pleasure. By the way, is one of the Spirit Life Circle members of my circle, yeah. It's been a great asset to us and a blessing.
1: So- um, I love being with you. I love you, Patty. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love you too. So thank you so much. And we'll have you again, Lawn again, some other time. Thanks a lot.
1: Blessings. Thank you.
0: Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, Please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the PattyEJ.Podbead.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadalacom shop. And remember the code EJPod to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. I also wanted you to prayerfully consider attending our Breakthrough Spirit Life workshop that will be held in Lebanon, Oregon, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. You will experience three days of carefully facilitated Jesus encounters drawing you closer and increasing your intimacy with Christ. You will experience miraculous healing, physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental, and equipping you for your calling with an increased anointing and clarity about your destined purpose. Check out our information at spiritlifeworkshops.com. The link will be below this episode and we hope to see you there. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus's presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in the special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After playing with Jesus in the special place for a little while, he's going to take you on a little journey and show you about the joy robbers in your life. Jesus will talk to you and show you what you're missing because you are looking for joy in the wrong places. He will give you a taste of what true joy feels like and then talk to you about how you can obtain it in your everyday life. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. I hope you had some fun with Jesus while he showed you the depths of his love and joy in that encounter and that you learned a few things about how you can have that kind of relationship with Jesus all the time. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it, and check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.